everybody, Mike D here from Son of a Witch Podcast, coming to you with yet another daily cast, a short blurp to help you live the witchiest possible life you can every day. Sorry about yesterday for not getting a daily cast out to you. I had some family issues that had to be taken care of, and hey, while I am a podcaster and I love what I do, family comes first, so I had to be there. Also, I was doing a lot of work behind the scenes, getting ready for a recording with a major, major player, someone that is so cool and fun, and you're gonna love it, Smoothini. He used to go by Smoothini the Ghetto Houdini. He kind of dropped that moniker when he got a network show on Fuse just a short while back called Hip Hop Houdini, where he did magic tricks for different uh, hip hop musicians like Fat Joe and Little John and Waka Flocka and things like that. The guy is a former Marine. He's a friend of mine. We have kept in touch for many years now, and I finally got him to come on the show to do some of his magic. This is going to be a videoed episode. You can listen to the audio podcast. I will be posting it that way as well, but you will miss out if you do because I have talked him into doing some of his more popular tricks and the guy is amazing. If you want to get a little tease of that, you can go to the Instagram page at Son of a Witch Pod, or you can go to the Son of a Witch Podcast page on Facebook. I have put up a video from when he was on America's Got Talent there. That's right. He was on America's Got Talent. In addition to having a network show, we're going to talk about stage magic versus literal magic, quantum physics, being a dad, all sorts of fun stuff. So stay tuned for that. That will be dropping this weekend. Again, my apologies for yesterday, but without further Further ado, let me go ahead and get us into the Thursday Daily Cast for December the 10th, 2020. We are only 11 days away from the beginning of Yule and just a little bit beyond that, my birthday. And uh, right now I am seven days away from my son turning 19. Holy fuck, I feel old right now. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into that daily tarot card pull. Today's daily tarot card for you listener is King of Cups. And the King of Cups is a mature, wise man who's well-versed in the craft. It represents an individual who is artistic, intuitive, creative, and passionate. Physically, he has dark blonde to light brown hair with a touch of gray and blue or green eyes. It sounds like they're describing me right now. Um, He is a good friend, a loving and attentive husband, and a devoted father. They're definitely describing me. The King of Cups gives good, solid advice when asked. This card can represent a quiet man who keeps his emotions to himself, but who can be moody. He is, however, deeply emotional, and he has a tough outer shell to disguise a very soft and loving interior. He often sees what most people would prefer to keep hidden. This card also represents an individual who is an excellent mediator, psychically talented, and strong and fair. So the lesson from the King of Cups is that wisdom comes from looking within. You'll want to temper your counsel of others with compassion and affection. And I totally feel called out after that card. That card Yeah, I might as well have drawn that just for me and not for all of us. So anyway, moving on, the spell for the day is snow writing. Now the color of the day is gonna be white, hand in hand with snow, and the incense of the day is honeysuckle. So do you need a creative boost? 
Well, it's a great time to harness the energy of the season. The weather has usually turned cold by now, depending on where you're at, and snow is often in abundance in many places. If you're able to stand or sit outside, do so. See if you can differentiate between the individual flakes of snow. Each one is unique and has its own structure. Find a spot that has been previously undisturbed. If there isn't one or if you don't have any snow, you can shave some ice to achieve the same effect. What kind of creative boost do you need? Write it in the snow and say, ideas come to me so that I can manifest them into being and leave that message in the snow and let it slowly dissipate. Again, you know me, I'm all about magic, sometimes complicated, but many times simplistic. So you don't have to go through great lengths to perform magic. You can do that with very simple things like that. Magical correspondences for Thursday. Thursdays are actually the luckiest days of the week, listener. Want to know why? It's because Thursdays are ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter is the planet of luck, abundance, and power. It's not fast cash this planet rules either. Jupiter rules the long-term accumulation of wealth and long-term success. Thursdays are days for signing contracts, blessings, health and wellness spells, career spells, prosperity, protection, justice, and leadership. If there's a tough legal situation you've found yourself in, Thursday is going to be the perfect day to perform spells to smooth it out. Thursday is also associated with the zodiac signs of Capricorn and Pisces. Using the same line of thought as I normally do with Wednesday associations, I also add Sagittarius to the list of signs corresponding with Thursday because that is the zodiac sign with Jupiter. Elements that are associated with Thursday include air and fire, but arguably Earth could be mentioned as well due to Capricorn being an Earth sign. Capricorn! <laughs> yes, I'm a Capricorn and a fire dragon, but I digress. Although finances are typically associated with Thursday, all spell work relating to matters of success will be fortuitous. Luck, overcoming obstacles, whether it be blockbusting or road opening, legal matters, and personal success are all spells with enhanced effectiveness on Thursday. Gods and goddesses associated with this day, Hera, Juno, Jupiter, Thor, and Zeus. If you work with the ancient Greek or ancient Roman pantheon, this would be a good day to pay homage to the queen and king counterparts of both respective systems, Juno and Jupiter in the Roman pantheon, and Hera and Zeus in the Greek pantheon. If you work with Nephilim, also known as angels. And yes, listener, if you think, oh my gosh, he said work with angels, but we're witches. Nephilim and angels are not just for Christianity. They were here long before Christianity, and they will be here long after everything else. But the angel you could work with today is Salafiel, and that is spelled S-E-L-A-P-H-I-E-L. So, uh, you could also, being that uh, this is a day, you know, Thursday was named because of Thor, so you could also work with him, and uh, you could try to do that to perform some magnanimous spells, courage spells, protection spells, things like that. Plus, Thor is one of the Avengers, and being that your boy Mike D is a comic geek, I like 
Thursdays. So, moving on. I have a little bit of folklore and a little bit of a crafty thing tying in with Yule. Related to Yule, and just in general, but particularly around this time, are what is known as witches' balls. Witches' balls have been very popular since the 18th century, first in England, then in New England, near where I'm at, but their actual origin is considered to be much older. For well over three centuries, hollow glass spheres have been hung in windows to ward off witches' spells, evil spirits, and ill fortune. Hanging these decorative glass balls in the window or on the porch is thought to tantalize mischievous spirits, which could be threatening a home's tranquility. The wayward spirit is so mesmerized by the ball's reflective beauty that when it touches the sphere, it is absorbed and trapped in the web-like strands of the glass inside the ball. Other cultures believe that those malicious spirits are so mesmerized that they just can't get away from that ball, and then when the sun rises the next day, they are vanquished. Now, a witch ball or speculum was a device used for scrying or divining things. Sometimes it was a magic mirror, a polished stone, or a crystal ball. Some witches fashioned these from black bowls filled with water, and by gazing into the reflective depths known as scrying, a witch could find answers to urgent questions, predict future events, or see faraway places. In maritime villages, witches sent out the glass globes fishermen used to hold their nets afloat. Globes were usually made of dark blue or green glass and appeared quite innocuous. Biddy Early, a well-known Irish witch, has a favorite blue glass bottle with which she used to view the future. Witches' balls typically measure up to about 10 inches in diameter and are occasionally decorated in enameled stripes and swirls of varying colors. Some are mirrored for use as convex mirrors. Crystal gazers sometimes claimed they used balls in which the spirits of dead souls had been banished. Therefore, the seer was thought to be dealing with the spirits. Hollow glass balls have been suspended in the windows of homes for centuries, and legends say that the evil spirits are attracted to its beauty, as we touched on before. Origi well, let me say this. Originally, glass balls used to protect various pieces of glass as they shipped around the world. A glass ball was blown and used as a means to protect the edges of a vase or cup as it was in shipment. Now... Along the way, collectors began using these leftover pieces of glass as art, and the history of the witch's ball developed. Over time, the philosophy of what a witch ball is and should be has changed, and a number of artists over the years have altered the witch ball to include vibrant colors, strands inside, twisting patterns, and shapes. I've been working, and I've actually created uh, witch balls, but I've been working with them for many years. Once, uh, my fiance and I went to a glass blower in Tennessee when we lived down south and we were able to blow our own witches balls which were very fun and it was a very cool experience. But basically, what you can do is you can take these glass balls, and sometimes you can go to places like Michael's or Joann's or any type of crafty store, and you can find these hollow, empty glass balls, sometimes clear, sometimes colored. They normally have an opening, or much like a Christmas ornament, and some believe that that's how the Christmas ornament, the little balls, came to be, based on witches' balls. But sometimes they have a little 
metal cap on the top. Basically what you can do is you can take different herbs or even crystals or I use crushed eggshell. Looks like uh, snow anyway and it has a very protective property so I'll put that in there as well and then once you've added everything that you want to add to it there are two different ways that you could seal it up. You could get some stamp wax melt that and then dip the tip of the ball into the wax until it fully covers the opening and then let that dry. You could, if you don't have stamp wax, use a hot glue gun. Just be very careful with either, don't burn yourself, but basically you'll wanna seal it up and you can leave that on your altar, you can hang that in a window, you can put it on your Yule tree, whatever you wanna do, and it's going to offer you a lot of protection and you can use it basically as its own spell. So, that's Witch's Balls. If you have any other questions or you want a little bit more advice on what to fill those with or how to utilize those in your daily practice, you can DM me at Son of a Witch Pod on Instagram. You can email me at sonofawitchpod.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Facebook as well. As most of you know, I am always willing to answer questions and I love interacting with my listeners. So that's basically all I have for you for today. I will be back tomorrow with yet another daily cast. And then Sunday, well, nope, Saturday. Saturday, I will be releasing the episode. There will be a video version on YouTube and there will be an audio version on the podcast of the show that I am recording with Smoothini. It's going to be amazing. If you also go to the Son of a Witch page on Instagram at Son of a Witch Pod, I just made a post earlier with the upcoming schedule. Now that schedule is only through January, but to give you an idea, I have Smoothini, world-class magician that I'm going to be talking to. I am also going to do a show with at Just Press Foreplay, another metaphysical lover, lover of sexy topics, and another podcaster that you can find at Just Press Foreplay on Instagram. In January, at the beginning of January, I'm going to have Rowan from Season of the Witch podcast or at Sot with Rowan, and that's two W's in that, on Instagram. Very cool guy. We've befriended one another a little while back, and we keep in touch on Instagram, and I can't wait to have him on. We are going to talk about living in a dual theistic household, Christian versus pagan or witch because we both live in households like that. So after that in January for a to be determined date, I am also going to have Laura Tempest Sackroff on the show. She is a author of many, many books and I would say probably in the top five witchcraft authors if I had to speculate. She's also a very talented and incredible artist, a dancer, and a teacher. We are currently hashing out what date works best for her and I for January, but she has said that she wants to come on in that month, so I will keep you posted on that. Again, that is just through January. I have other guests booked in February, 
and in March. In March, I'm going to have Christopher Penzak on the show. He is also another probably top five witchcraft author. He is a teacher. He is a high priest. He is one of the founders of the Temple of Witchcraft, which is its own tradition. He is a student of Lori Cabot. He is an amazing man, and I can't wait to have him on as well. So, lots of fun and exciting things coming up for the end of this year and the beginning of next year for you, my listeners. Also, really quick, I just want to throw out there that in response to episode 14, which was about pendulums and dowsing, I have had lots of requests to do a course or some type of workshop to go into further details and techniques and things like that about that topic. So I have decided that at the beginning of January, I am going to be doing a one hour workshop on Zoom for pendulums called Pendulum 101. It's going to talk about how to use pendulums for divination, how to use pendulums for healing and chakra clearing, how to use pendulums to find lost items, and so much more. There are going to be some PDFs that you will receive, like pendulum charts and things of that nature that you can print out and use yourself. And I only have 20 spots available for that class. So you can go to at Son of a Witch Pod on Instagram or sonofawitchpod.com. If you go to Instagram, you'll see a post about that on the website. If you click workshops, you will see all there is to know about that class and a registration link. You can go ahead and sign up. I'll send you the Zoom information and we can hang out and chat and talk over the course of about an hour and it may go a little longer than that i'm not a stickler for that type of thing and it's going to be lots of fun it will be the only pendulum class that i teach between now and spring or summer so if you are interested in pendulums and you want to know more about that you can go ahead and do that the course is 25 dollars I am also offering two scholarships. Basically, I am going to allow two people to join the class free of charge if you have been financially impacted due to COVID. So if you see those and you decide that that applies to you and you want to be considered for that, you can either email me or DM me and we can discuss that further. That being said, thank you so much for listening and all the kind words that I get from all of my listeners and followers. I love you all. I hope you have a great day. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And what do I want you to do, listener? Stay witchy.